Welcome. Don't even know what we introduced ourselves with today because we, we got a couple songs that we wanted to mash together. It's going to be great. It's going to be a mashup. It's going to be a mashup. It's going to be wonderful. You definitely we'll enjoy it. We'll put that on our YouTube. We'll put We're it blowing on YouTube. up, by the way, on YouTube. Blowing up. With you, as always, of course, Howling Mad Murray. How are you doing? Howling Mad Murray. Yeah, how are you doing, Howling Mad? I'm done. I'm, I'm annoyed. Are you signing on? You know, last week I was bitching about... You got to sign on before you bitch. Sign on. Yeah, you got to say, I'm signing on. <laughs> I'm signing on. All, all right. right. What do you got? Well, I was bitching last week about snow, and now I'm like, it's all gone now. It's all gone. We don't have winter anymore. So you're happy. No. I mean, I like. I just didn't like shoveling snow. I like having snow on the ground. That's, a, that's what winter is. Right. And we don't. We, it's going away. So are you trying to say that the liberals stole winter from us? I'm saying it was fake snow is what I'm you're, saying. You're saying it was fake snow? Did you do the lighter trick? Sure. I shouldn't call it a trick. It's science at this point. Bill Gates and put nano machines. We read comics. We know all about nano machines. Of course, this is Galactic Griff speaking now, signing on. We know they put nano machines in the snow. This is what Bill oh, Gates yeah, does. Right. I wouldn't be surprised that fuck Elon Musk is doing it too. I, I think the two are collabing. He's pretty musky. I mean, I think him and the Grimes and whatever Bill Gates is banging these days. I think the, the their fo- kid with all the. Weird numbers for a name. Twelve X Zoo. I'm pretty sure that's the name. She could have fit better than Jason. She yeah. could have. Thank you. She could have fit into this movie. I would. Have, I would have been happy. Like a movie that has a character named Lanky Nibs is in this movie, <laughs> and then you have Jason. Why do okay, we have I, Jason? I explain Jason and the Argonauts. It's a, it's an Odyssey. Uh, what do you want? You explain it to me. Help everybody uh, else know well, this. And, well, everyone who's listening knows Greek mythology, unlike you, who knows nothing but Bruce Lanch. <laughs> Jason the Argonauts, man, the movie and the, the ancient Greek shit. The they, ancient they, they're Greek looking for, they're shit. They're looking for the golden fleece. Jesus. I don't know why you need golden fleece. I guess broads like gold. I mean, it's working out for him. He bangs abroad in this movie. Leo Griff, I think it's time we reveal... The secret. Many of you probably have heard this week that the great electronic duo Daft Punk broke up. I think it's time to finally reveal, Griff, that we are Daft Punk. We are, in fact. 28 years ago. People thought I was crazy when I found a six-year-old Griff, and I was like, I'm going to make music with that kid. And look what happened. We've, we've put out, what, five albums, I think, in 20 years? You were good on the blips and the blops. I'm good at the beeps and well, the boops. Well, right. I was like, this kid's a prodigy. Yeah. I just kind of help. I just fine-tune it. But he's the brains behind it. Yeah. And he was like, masks. We're wearing masks. I was like, that, what? what? I'm well, like, all, I, all I have is my looks. And you're at like, six years old, I had the Phil Collins head with the tiny little bit of hair that he has you, in front. Griff was balding at six. He actually, he's actually going reverse. He's Benjamin Button in his hair. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wonderful. It's a good time to have hair. <laughs> but I, I, w- I was out there drumming on the streets, and you saw him, and you picked me straight up, and you said, we're going to bleep, we're going to bloop our way to the tippy toop. Exactly. And we did and we it. we did it. And, but, but here's the thing. Like I just explained in the beginning of the show, our YouTube is blowing up so much that I'm like, put the the music to the side. We need to concentrate on this podcast. Well, we got this whole COVID thing that happened, so we stopped touring, of course. Well, yeah. We stopped doing, you know, dates and all that. And uh, we realized how was great it was, and I finally invested in some new chairs, so our buttocks are feeling great today. If we sound more relaxed, it's because uh, I bought new chairs. Because we decided, 
we're going to just stick to one thing. We're going to let all these other bands, the young bands, they've had a year off too. They're miserable. They haven't been making that sweet club money, right? sweet bar money and all that. We're like every other week in Dubai making a million dollars for a show. Exactly. We're like, let's spread it around. The Saudis love us. They buy jets off us as well. We're always selling jets. They love us so much, we can kill whoever we want in Dubai. We have. Yeah, that's true. We just bring journalists over there, murder them, and then we... Right. If you give us a bad review... We'll invite you over, and then we'll cut you up. Yeah. Hey, you should come check out our Saudi Arabian uh, mansion. It's pretty dope. And then we murder him. Exactly. Yeah. It looks a lot like the scene from uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 3. We get a, a, a albino Chinese man to break in with his knife throwing skills. You mean his lawn dart throwing skills. His lawn darts. That's right. They were lawn darts. Yeah. All right. So, Murray, we ended up on this movie. This is a nice... Bridgeway to a really big uh, coming like eight weeks in a row. It was an entertaining movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it, a no thinker. It cost nine million to make, and I'm like, where? Where is that nine million? Ship sets, man. Ships. I gotta say, the ships were detailed. Okay, I'll give them that. I'll give you that, I guess, because I was like, where's the money? Did it go into the cocaine budget? Robert Urich's <laughs> salary? I, was he I, Jason? He was Jason. Robert Urich. Spencer for hire. That was his big thing. He'll always be Dantana from the show Vegas for, to me. I like that name. That's a better name. Dantana. Dantana. I like yeah. that. Jason. Jason the Argonaut. That's why they did it. I know. It's just I can't get Now, over you it. pointed out that this movie was also directed by the director of the classic movie Mac and Me. Mm. I forgot all about this detail. Yes, legendary Another director. Movie. Perfect movie in all rights. That was the McDonald's collaboration where they wanted to make an E.T. Yes. i never seen it. It's wonderful. It is a very entertaining movie. Isn't it? Is a kid in a wheelchair and he falls off a cliff or something yes. like that? Yes. If you watch Conan O'Brien, you've seen the Paul... Anytime he interviews Paul Rudd, he rolls that footage, which is an ongoing joke for like a decade now. And it is wonderful. But I did finally we see that. We love our callbacks. So, one yeah. of the there is easily that's a wonderful scene. But then there's a second scene that's just as good. There's a McDonald's little interruption in the movie, not as a little more obvious than the Black Belt Jones <laughs> McDonald's interruption. A little more obvious than that one where Black Belt Jones says, "Let's go to McDonald's." They actually go in a McDonald's and shoot a dance scene in oh. the middle of Mac and Me. This happens, and it's wonderful. It is spectacular. It is Jade Cargill moment. Maybe you know? we should have done that instead of Ice Pirates. Hey, it, it, it's on the table. We can do it whenever we want. It's wonderful. It's going to be a fun time. I love it. How did we get to E.T.? How did we get to Mac and Me? Oh, yeah, he's the director of this movie. So, right. so I, he has I, limited skills. Yeah, limited skills. He's got artistic vision. Autistic vision, I would say. No wheelchairs in this movie, but we do have a man who's like near near we, death in a shiny yeah. sequin shirt. That was cool. Well, he's space. Space. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love the combination between... The like the heavy medieval like wardrobe yeah, and Templars, Templars and the pirate. Yeah, yeah, the Templars with the chain, uh, the chain link, uh, chainmail, uh, headdress and everything on. And then you had like Jason dresses like a pirate with buckles across them, and then Zeno, Zeno, Ron Perlman, big time, uh, the horizontal striped shirt and like the sash on his head. Yeah, he was reminding me of Shabadoo from Breaking. He had that little dirt stash. The dirt stash. I loved his little dirt stash. And the headband. And he would go in and out of being gay. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weirdest one was the female pirate, Maida. 
She had the like the Falcon Claw. Well, which I think inspired the guitarist well, of this Mastodon. Is the, this is what's we, she's the biggest star in the movie because she's Angelica Houston. You know her, even though you don't know her, because I'll explain. Her dad's John Houston, which was a huge director in the 30s and 40s. He did Maltese Falcon and all and that And his shit. son is Sam Houston, my favorite <laughs> yeah, the wrestler. the wrestler, yes. <laughs> and literally, Griff, she's in this shitty movie. A year later, she wins an Oscar. What? Yeah. And you know her because she's the mom in Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. So there I you go. Her for that. That's interesting. So that was the weirdest thing because she's actually a big star. Interesting. Well, you know. This so shit, you're like, why is she in happens. this, like. Nine million dollar movie, which well for inflation that's one hundred fifty million. But I'm sure people have done this before. Someone not who... that I, I mean, her dad was in a lot of dog shit movies too. He was in, in fact, the movie we're going to do eventually called The Visitor, where Franco Nero plays Space Jesus. Franco Nero, oh, he's already my personal Jesus, but he's Space Jesus. Yes. Oh my god, we'll be doing it. that because that's a weird fucking movie. <sighs> that, when we do a Neil Breen movie, we might throw that in there, too. Yeah, we're, there is uh, another misunderstand, Misunderstood Genius Month is in the works as uh, well. Yeah. So. so many, so much great shit coming, oh, people. Man. You're, so, you're, you're spoiled. We're, we'll have to go to the trailer, but I do have to bring up one other thing since we brought up Misunderstood Genius because I sent Murray a headline of an article. Apparently, we have a fan out there who's listening and is just ripping our material. Because for two years now we've been doing a misunderstood, or just one year? I think one year. Okay, so for a year we've been doing misunderstood genius, and we push the misunderstood genius, and we talk about like how there you have your Sharknados, and then you have your the rooms where it's exactly what it is. They think they're making you have fucking, shit, and then you have art. Yeah. And so some guy came out and wrote an article and stole all of our material, did not credit us, did not, As you know, usual, we're used to it. Didn't even give us a plug. Yeah. The worst part is, is he, ri- he even used one of our songs in it without our permission. What's that? What do you mean? He used one of our Daft Punk songs. Murray, we're in da- oh. we were Daft Punk for 30 years, and he's on. Look at this I've man. I've already put that in the past, Chris. You're so uh, I'm I'm tired. About You're the, just, I'm thinking about the future. All you Daft do- Punk <laughs> was my, my old life. Misunderstood genius is my new life. It's your new life. <laughs> I'm a misunderstood genius. Well, misunderstand your way into uh, a trailer. <laughs> All right, let's just do it. It's it's Jason and the and the ice gnats in Ice Pirates. At last, the space comedy you didn't know you were waiting to see. The Ice Pirates in the far distant future, in a galaxy where those in the know don't go. Real estate is cheap, and they've got great sushi. But there's no water. You got any uh, water? It is a time when desperate men will swing from the chandeliers. Just to get a drink. Just take a look at that. Good men like Jason, space pirate, and explorer of the cosmos. His chief engineer and fellow rogue Roscoe. And the beautiful Princess Karina. One tiny band who must bust their buns battling the masters of all the water in the galaxy. The evil Mithradoids, famous for not being nice. Killing you would be too easy. I have something better in mind. Ah! 
The Ice Pirates. See startling special effects. See depravity in zero gravity. See Glamour Girls from another galaxy. See Kung Fu Robots. And delight in the mysteries of the seventh world. The one place in the universe to get a decent glass of water. Don't do that. The Ice Pirates. A totally spaced adventure. Long after the great interplanetary war, the galaxy has gone dry. Water has become the only thing left of value. Evil Templars from the planet Mithra have gained control of this life-giving resource. Their power is now absolute, except for a few rebel pirates who survive by stealing ice from the Templar fleets. There you have it. Nice little scroll. You don't need an extra 40 minutes. You don't need a scroll. You just put it on. Yeah, yeah. No scroll. I I realize. Immediately after I said scroll. Scroll costs money. Scroll costs money. $8 million budget. Let's keep it. $9 million. $9 million. I shorted them a million. That's the million that went to Matuzak, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you get a million, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead. We're opening up. We just got a crew. They're boarding up their ship. They're getting ready to uh, board one of the Templar ships. They're pirates. To steal ice. Right. Because that's how we store it. This is a whole joke from Workaholics that I really enjoy. Ice is the currency of the future. <laughs> this also brings it back. Like It I, will be in our future when like we I, pollute all our water. I don't know if we said this in the opening segment or not, but... I love the dystopian kind of factors of this movie. I love the callbacks of all our shitty sci-fi Italian movies where we're like, just film it in a water treatment plant. Because that's basically what I all like that there was a water like. treatment plant in the spaceship. <laughs> like, they picked up a abandoned factory and put it in a ship. That's, yeah. that's, that's amazing. That's, the fu- that's my future. That's the future I want. So we watch as our crew, we're going through the corridors and everything. Because, again, I feel like a lot of the budget went to actually detailing the interiors of these ships. So they look okay. But we're going into this Templar ship. And, uh, oh, man. They got the laser out to go through the door. Because it's like a diamond They like docked their ship onto the, the Templar ship. Well, you can't just float through space, so they had a two-bit right. And then they open the door, and they're cutting a hole into the Pen- Templar ship to get in. Yeah. And so they got the big laser cannon and the cheap special effects, the laser. Very cheap. And we see our man, uh, the robot expert, Roscoe. Yes. Because he's a black guy, so of course he's named Roscoe. Yes. And also, uh, Also a bad name. Not a good space pirate name. No. Well, it's a better pirate name than Jason. Way better than Jason. And he's just cutting a door, and they pop in. Of course, it's the bathroom. Yes. And there's an alien. And I was psyched to see this, Griff, because it makes me happy that in the future, Vinny's to survive. <laughs> because this guy, I look on that alien's face. That's a Vinny shit he was taking, <laughs> dude. 
It was rough looking. Count it. 15 minutes in, already <laughs> making Vinny's jokes. It is our crutch. We can't do an episode without. We love Vinny's Italian Mexican fusion. It's the greatest. Try it. Just lean so try hard. It, just try a pastrami with nacho cheese. <laughs> Tell me you don't love it until you have to take a shit. And if you didn't understand the movie you were walking into, we got our crew, 10 people, let's say. Can I point out, I saw this movie in the theaters. You saw it in the theaters. Yes, young 10-year-old Tim saw it. I'm sure I thought it was hilarious. Were you? Not so hilarious as an adult, but. Were you like, Mom, we got to go see this? Or I didn't know. Your... I told my mom's a snob. She, she was like, this is fucking garbage. Go with your friend. So I went with like a friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you have like a local theater you go to or did you have to get dropped off by car? Uh, get dropped off. Man, I never had to talk theater. about the suburbs, man. Yeah, constantly. We used to have a million theaters before all like the multiplexes happened, like yeah. little tiny ones. But that's that's such a shame too. There, I I really hope all those small. Th- I'm, we're so far sidetracked again. I really hope the small theaters come back because we've all of our fun viewing pleasures have been at like the Redford Theater and shit, and John Carpenter at the, the Templar Temple. Yeah, <laughs> the Templar, the Templar Temple. So this is where you get. You get the gist of this movie because all of our tank crew walk by and they say to the person, they're doing the whole uh, telephone game, hey, you take care of this guy. Hey, you take care of this guy. And it's just going down the line. They're, they're supposed to be taking care of the guy shitting. He's taking care of himself. I, you know, He's not doing <laughs> He's anything. He's very vulnerable. <laughs> yes. You know, leave the guy alone. So finally, shitting. the last person who turns around and says, you take care of him, realizes there's no one else. So he Zeno, goes up, played by Zeno, played Ron by Perlman. Ron Perlman. So he goes over and bonks him on the head. Dying. Dying. Very. Oh, my God. Uh, can I also point out, when it comes to music in a movie, if you notice it, it's either because it's really great or it's really awful. This, this music was so fucking awful. and It's, it's plate-spinning music. It made, yes. It, it was. It was like stock music. They yeah. just found somewhere. Yeah. They could have asked us. They could have well, asked. I think we didn't have Daft Punk at 84. You weren't even born at that time. That's right. But, you know, I was 10. I think I could have handled it. You could have handled it. Like I said, you were a master of the blips and the bloops already. Right. So you could have worked it Way too many out. blips, none of bloops in the soundtrack. That's goddamn this. right. So we get our first corridor here, and they're, they're, you know, on a secret mission right now. So they're trying to avoid security, patrols. The robots of this future, I kind of love them. They're horrible. They look awful. <laughs> They, they look like men in foam rubber suits. They are constantly falling apart. And this is what I like. Again, going into the kind of dystopian thing. They're they're just like piecing them together. I love it. They're just this mangles just of garbage. One of them just has one big screw in its belly that holds it all together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So they walk. They turn this corridor. And there's the, the, the sophisticated R2-D2 little knockoff robot. And he is uh, just cruising, and he's got a little circular camera that he's spinning. And, well, his uh, head is spinning, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, we got to avoid this robot somehow. And he just, like, turns and went the other way. No, they climb up on some on pipes because well, we're right. in a water treatment yeah, plant, Yeah, that's remember? right. So they just hang plant. upside down from some pipes, and the robot obviously can't look up. Yep, that's so it, right. So just it, like a dog, the robot can't look up. But uh, as they fall down, a door that's right next to them opens, and an old lady pops out straight out of, like, 50s. Wasn't that, wasn't that her wardrobe? Was that in, like, 50s it wardrobe? It was, like, an unsexy French-made costume. Yeah. They probably got it Halloween USA. And she's like, well, I never, because that's what old ladies say. Yep. And I think Jason's can't wait to rape somebody. That's what he's about. 
Yeah. So he's about to hit the old lady, and Roscoe's like, look, we got business to do. And so they all go into the room with the nanny. Well, they're they're figuring out what to do, and but they hear some voices in the distance, yeah. so they're like, shit. So they grab the nanny, they push her into the room, and then they close the door real quickly. And everyone's, you know, covering her mouth and trying to stay hush, and Jason's looking around. He's like... Well, he's a little. I mean, he says it ninety times. Like you said, he's kind of into raping. He's like, yeah. "I'm a pirate. I rape. I pillage, and also I flip through shit." So he's looking <laughs> for some CDs and stuff in this room. Some space, some laser discs, because it's the future, of course. Laser discs, right? And he he smells something, pussy. <laughs> and he goes into a room, sees a woman. She's doing like futuristic vaping. She's like in a total like tube, like Michael Jackson used to sleep in. And there's this this cherry flavored mist all in it. And she's getting high off of that. Mm. Destroying her lungs, by the way. Yeah. But she's getting high off of it. And he's like, I got to rape because I'm a pirate. It's part of yeah. my job. So he opens it up. And he's like, Whoa, that wasn't pussy. That was that cherry flavor. Yeah. But it still, it's, it, it gets to him. And he's about to just bite into her. And Roscoe's like, Look, man. <laughs> We gotta get some ice, all right. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we gotta get back to our job, stealing shit. Of course, uh, the patrol had come by to the door, and they were like, "Is everything okay in there?" And then Roscoe, just like Huggy Bear, just channels his beautiful uh, Hamlet voice. Hello, yeah. yes, no, we're all okay in here. <laughs> Glad you did that because I could. I would destroy my vocal cords even trying to get that. I high. have a soft and dainty old lady voice. <laughs> I, can you, can you just say in that lady voice, one of the cut Cadillacs coming in? <laughs> Sir, when do the Cadillacs come in? There, yeah, there you go. And that they're like, ma'am, we don't. They're they're on their way, and they just <laughs> and they just go because you know they don't know when they come in. They're trying. They're like, <laughs> yeah. fuck, she got us. She called us out. So Roscoe has convinced Jason that they need to get back to work. And, and sure he's enough, grumbling, they do. we're supposed to rape and pillage. God, fuck. I got to fucking rape. So he's running around the corridors with the big old boner now. He's, you know, he's got to fight that off. Got that saber out. And they find this the uh, section where they have the ice. Yeah. And Jason, he's, 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 he's buckling the swash. So he, thankfully, there's just a rope hanging there, like in uh, Yor. Yeah, Yor. And he just swings down and goes, hey, you guys. This has this been a perfect role for Matuzak to yeah, do. Yeah, that's his thing. I don't know why they didn't have him just be an original member, why he had to come in later. Yeah. And they swing in, mess shit up, and just take the ice. They knock out the two guards, and then they swing back down. Because these guys were, like, controlling the camera work and everything, so... With these two knocked out, knocked out, you know they're they're without their surveillance team. Let's say, so they head back down and they're rounding this one corner. They're gonna try to make their way downwards to the to the ice, and we get to uh, our next corridor where we have a very interesting fight. Like Z, Zeno is leading the way, and he ends up getting like he pushes like puts his hand through a doorway and it just gets chopped off. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, okay. And it's a robot because well, I want to point out. Even though we have laser guns, all the robots have samurai swords. Yeah. And axes, and it was just mishmash of shit. That's what I loved about them. <laughs> Everybody goes I to the love same... This shit. Everyone goes to the same dump to get parts to make these awful robots. And this is like every fight in this movie is like the, our heroes just stand behind robots as the robots fight. Yeah. And that's what happens. The I'm samurai cool robots that. fight the shitty pirate robots. Pirate robots are falling apart except for one, the black one. 
He's kicking ass. Yeah, he is. He's got little, like, Shokazugi weapons on. He's, like, chopping up fucking robots. I was so confused because the robots look identical. Well, because they are. One was huge with an axe. Was that their robot? I thought Buford, the black one, was the little one. Doing the karate moves. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. But I'm pretty sure that robot lost. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the axe robot, like, caught it at the at the waist. I don't I, even remember. I couldn't tell you. I, these know. fights are weird, but I'll give them credit. This is how I could see future fights happening. 100%. Yeah, there was that that, uh, that uh, Hugh Jackman movie. They filmed it at the palace, that Robot Wars, whatever the fuck it was called. Oh, I don't know that movie. Yeah, it was, about, it was in the future, and we fight robots. Huh. So our crew makes it to the bridge where they've got lasers. You know, they end up holding up all the bridge... Commander, they take control. The captain of the ship. Captain of the ship. Yeah. They're at and, the helm. And you notice that all the crew in there are have the white wigs on. This is right out of a Beastie Boys music video as well, the body moving music video. Powdered wigs. White eyebrows. They got the unitards, white singlet on. Yeah. yeah. And then they have, like, numbers atta- uh, just uh, printed on the unitard yeah, as well. like, what's going on with those people? But we What's don't know yet. Really interesting is that they're all watching. They're not working. They're all watching the same roller derby match. If you paid attention, you would have noticed that. Well, no, that they're watching is Rollerball, the movie from the seventies. Oh, roll! Oh. Starring your favorite seventies actor. Are you let me talking? Hear it, let me hear. Are it, you Griff? talking about the charming Chubb himself? No, you're, we, we talked about it in great length on our Playboy special. Your favorite seventies actor that you don't know. Peter Falk. James Kahn. James who? Kahn! Kahn! James Kahn. We were talking about him. Oh, yeah, he's all right. I think Daphne wanted to bone him or some shit like that. I don't know. That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) That's an adult-rated episode, so we can't go too far into that. This is for kids. So let's go back to this. Space herpes. Uh, one right. of our one of our robots actually stands over one of the crew members and starts jerking off over her. That was very appropriate. What? I don't remember that at all, dude. It was fucked up. He's just going. I. It was so weird. Wow, I, I zoned out on that. And while that was happening, one I of do the, remember the robot that shits. <laughs> it shits oil. You remember that? And like little like little bolts and shit. I don't remember. <laughs> There's just so many weird details in this movie. It's hard to keep track. But it was while that robot who was supposed to be... That robot had some fucking robo Jesus Christ. I apologize for that. I had to do it. And this robot... Jason, by the way, eating an apple because he always has an apple at the most opportune moments. But they think they've got a lock on everybody. This robot who's distracted by this woman, apparently robots are into to Was human it a ladies. woman or was it one of those castrated... Things. Well, she doesn't have a penis to begin with, so well, just, no. But there were women that were like that too. Yeah, they there were. Yeah. But what did they do to them? <laughs> I think it's supposed to like fill in the blank. Like, no, this was a man at one time, and now it's made into a woman. Either way, this robot's joking off. He's not paying <laughs> attention to the guard next to her, who makes a dive and hits the alarm button. So now, now we have our alarm sprung. More fucking bad robots are going to come out. At least these ones had like red helmets or something, so you could tell them apart. <laughs> Helps, because yeah. holy shit. Oh, it's so hard to tell anything apart. But, uh, yep, this earns the captain an early death because Jason shoots him in the face for hitting the alarm. Well, yeah. And um, our part of our crew 
had been down actually harvesting the ice. So they are already getting like a is good. Is that what you do with ice? You harvest it? I guess. I, <laughs> harvesting isn't the right word. Pilfering, stealing, because that's all they're stealing, doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but. So they get away. It's very confusing. They just go, all right, we, we got it. Our ship's loaded. I don't know how they loaded it on the ship. Forklift, I'm assuming. We don't need to see this. That was out of the budget. <laughs> yes. We didn't have money for a forklift. And they get on the ship, and they seal back up. They go. They, I think they hit the fuck. I, the the aliens like picking his nose or something. I don't know what he was doing, and th- that was taking the Vinny shit. Oh yeah, no, they haven't even gotten that far yet because Jason says, "Hey, wait up, guys! I got one more stop I need to make before we get out oh, of here." Oh, that's right. And so he runs into that princess room again, right. and he gets that whiff of cherry tobacco, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh God!" It soothes, just calms the nerves, picks her up. Carrying around, they're going back and forth because she he wakes her up by bumping her head. He just drives her right into a wall, and uh, yep, they they narrowly escape with the princess in tow. They pass by your pooping Vinny's uh, alien again, <laughs> who's got a huge lump on his head now. Yeah. Poor little guy. Get on the ship. They undock from there. They're taking off. We see our villain. Uh, what the fuck was it? Zorn. He's like in a ship. They're watching them. They're following them. And I got confused. So the ice pirate ship breaks off into three different ships. What was going on here? Yes. Oh, my God. This movie is so... Because they get separated. Because Jason gets separated from Maida, the woman. Jason gets separated from And Zeno. They get separated. But before that happens, we get a scene where Roscoe gets his Missile Command uh, video screen. Yeah. Or was it Space Wolf 2? Yeah, it was Space Wolf 2, Murray. I recognize that game anywhere. It's very sophisticated, the graphics. Very sophisticated. It, it is kind of like Missile Command where missiles are coming in. Well, lasers are coming in, and you have to shoot the head of the laser. It's very difficult to do. I've only known one cowboy from the past, distant past. He was a master of this game, Sea Wolf 2. He aged into uh, Space Wolf 2. And he's an expert. So I think he was working the other side of this game. But Roscoe actually takes control of their, over this because the computers on their, um, on their ship, they can't keep up. So they have to go into manual. But Roscoe doesn't have the wrist, man. He has been hitting those fucking beachside uh, arcades like uh, Cowboy has on the other side of things. So it's just... And they get boarded. And I think this is where the, the, they, they, they separate. Like, the ship separates. So I didn't... Yeah. Houston and you're did, talking and, about the pirate ship. Yes. This was confusing. Very confusing. Obviously, by while... Because I'm confusing talking about it. Maida and Zeno, Zeno take off. Like, in their little pod. They take off. That's why we don't see them anymore. That makes sense. And then Princess Karina and uh, Jason and Roscoe get hauled in by Zorn. Yes. So they are being imprisoned here. We just come back to we see them. They're be they're they're just oh you you know what they're being transported in a cage at first. And as we this, learn one point as we've learned in life through movies, every woman has a rape fantasy. So Karina is like turned on by what Jason's like. Oh my god, he really's into me. He wanted to rape me. So there's a little spark that happens. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's counting her days. Because we all and we also we know that the greatest relationships grip always start with hate. We learned that from movies and TV. Yeah, if Star you Wars. You don't us hate that. someone when you meet them. You're never going to love them. Yeah. And if you love someone immediately, it's doomed to fail. Yeah. You have to always be in conflict with the per- your other significant other. 
Luke and uh, Han comes. Th- Luke and Han. <laughs> oh boy, that's just in my fanfic, guys. I'm talking. They were about a great couple. The other, the Chewbacca lady and Han. Were you talking about right? R <laughs> two and C three PO. I don't know. There are a lot of couples in Star Wars. When I think about it. There's so only we, one woman. That's the weird thing. So we see the guys uh, being transported in this cage, and they get dropped off in another little prison here. And we open up, and uh, they they are just walking. There's a guard walking by with um, a gardening uh, what, what, it's a, spout, a ladle, a ladle, and just shoveling. Gardening s- spout. Well, he was just like pouring out soup, <laughs> and everyone had to stick out their bowls to you know capture it because it was yeah, just very like precious water sloshing it everywhere. Well, they they well, what could they use for the soup? I, yeah, how about just pouring a ladle? Or like like a normal person would, like you would if you wanted to eat your soup. Well, they got to treat them like dirt because they're dirt. But it, who cares about the prisoners? I'm talking about the water. It's so precious. This is probably is like... Is it urine? I was just going to say, this is probably like uh, water that they filtrate through the toilet system. So, I mean... It looked you, like We it. see Roscoe eat some of that, eat some of that it soup. It looked like some of that soul food from the Huggy Bear episode. Oh, boy. I didn't see any rice and beans in there. So, this is where we actually meet a new character, Killjoy. And Roscoe managed to get himself two bowls of soup. So Killjoy comes over. Played and, by? Oh, John Matuzak. I almost missed it. Yeah. Our, our dear Sloth. boy. We all love him. Sloth, the twos. Our favorite uh, Viking biker from hell after Red Brown. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I love this scene because it calls back to something very near and dear to me and Murray's hearts. This act, this storyline doesn't even actually pick up until 86, two years after this movie comes out, which is fascinating. Because Matu- or, Matuzak, yeah, I got that right. Killjoy. Killjoy comes over, and he's got a precious gem he wants to trade for some of that soup. He's willing to take half of a backwash soup, and this is, our, this is runoff toilet water. He's still willing to That's trade it. That's how precious it. water is. That's how precious food is. And so he's like, I've got Water-based this. food. I've got this, and I'm willing to trade it. And what is it? It's Jimmy Valiant's rat tail, his braided rat tail. I don't know how he got it. He, he wouldn't. I the, think he killed Chaska Watley. You think he killed Chaska Watley? I would. I would assume so as well. But after, after maybe he won it in a braided on a pole match. Braided know. on a pole match. That makes sense. After Roscoe has taken another sip, of that soup. There's just like a tiny bit left. He's like, seriously, I'm willing to trade this right now for whatever is left. This wait. This all makes sense because just as he, he they make the trade. We see Shaska Watley going, where's my braid at? You bald-headed geeks better get me my braid. And I love this because he's licking his lips. As he's worried about Jimmy Valiant's braid, he sees Jason and that little Nang-chan. And he's like, oh, boy, I'm going to turn you into a bald-headed geek. And that, like, uh, obviously scares Roscoe because he's whole. He's he's. Hair handed. He he makes Caught the trade. Hair-handed. Yeah, he yeah. makes the trade, and he's trying to like discreetly put the braid down his uh, shirt. There, I hope that comes up later because I I love this whole angle. But yeah, pistol uh, uh, Shaska's ready to take everybody out. I don't even remember how this scene ends. You know what's important about this scene though is we learn that they are going to redesign all these prisoners. Yeah. What does redesign mean, Murray? Well, I don't want to spoil it because it, it happens later, just at the next scene. But, <laughs> okay. but I will say we do learn that holy men do not get redesigned. Okay. There's one, like, monk in the thing. I guess he did shoot him in the face. That's a big lesson we needed to learn. 
And we get taken to the planet Mithra, which is the water planet. And we, we, the guys are in a cage. They're not in a conveyor belt. They're like, uh, like hanging in a cage. And they're, they're looking down, and they see the princess, and they see Zorn. And we learn that the princess's father, I'm guessing he's the king because she's the princess. Right. He's disappeared, looking for the seventh world. Because the seventh world is the world of water. Because as we pointed out in the beginning. There's no more water. The, the galaxy's gone dry. Yeah. There's only a couple a couple places to get water. But this guy who's like in the know, he's like the cue of the prison. He's just like, but here's the thing. They killed his, her fucking father. The Templars want you to think he's looking for the seventh world. There is no seventh world. Mm. There's a sixth world. And if you have time, I can tell you about it. And DJ's like, no, 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 I, I've heard I, it all. I really don't have time. I don't have time for that. I got bad news for you. I was watching Tucker Carlson, the greatest investigative journalism besides us. Q's not a thing. They don't even have a website. Wow. It's, it's been a oh, false is, flag operation by they, the liberals the whole that's time. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, it's all Antifa. It's always, it's always Antifa. It's always Antifa. So the cage goes down, open it up. We see a familiar face in that monk robe. It's our boy Killjoy. He's just, he's, he just has it all the angles. Dude, I love twos in this movie. He, he's always slipping it out. He's covered in oil. He's got all that fucking peck jelly on him. He's able to just weasel his way into everything. And he's a huge guy. That's how amazing That's is. Exactly. That's what's fascinating about it. He actually fits in this robe of this tiny little man. I, I can't even believe it. And he's like winks at the guys. See you later. I know what's coming for you. <laughs> oh, well, we're about to find out what's coming. So I guess they... Yeah, so now they're at like uh, they're on a conveyor belt. The guys are all laid out. One yep. guy's like, "Q," he's like in front of uh, Jason. He's like, "Fuck you, I'll die." And we and and Roscoe and Jason are like, "This is weird," because as they're going down, people put shaving cream on their face and yeah. their chest. This well, is first a- they have guys. <laughs> this was so bad. It's a very interesting scene these because there's a these, lot happening. There's in these them. guys. Yeah, it's very moving fast. There's these guys who literally have. Hedge trimmers. They don't even try to disguise them, like paint them silver. They're orange, <laughs> and they're cutting the clothes off. They're, they're not working, obviously, and they just like slide it across the body, and then the clothes just come off. They pull the clothes <laughs> off. So now Jason Roscoe are naked. Yeah. This is the one facility that doesn't use robots at all, any kind of robotics. So it's all man-operated. Yeah, thank God. And all these people are ready to uh, – they're, they're not unionized. So they're talking about you- – th- this was Amazon. These are the yeah. Amazon workers. You can tell because they're all shitting and pissing. I could totally see Amazon doing this to people in the future. Yeah, they're shitting and pissing themselves while they're fucking yeah, using their head trimmers like right next to them. Yeah, and they're like, well, "That's your break." But we're going down this conveyor belt. We get our clothes cut off by the hedge trimmers, of course. Right. And then we get some shaving cream Slathered on the face up, and yep. the chest. And the chest. Don't shave the chest. Just put it on. Maybe no. it, was, it was like futuristic peck jelly. They just put it on to shine it. I, I guess so. So don't shave Roscoe's mustache. By the way, they shave. They gave Jason a nice clean shave. They did five blades in that razor grip. Five blades. Well, it was single blades, but it was five different women going over it. That was fascinating. And he's like, because you know, Jason the horn dog. He's like, he's like flirting with them. You know what? All the ladies probably had to like take a shit or piss at the same time, so they miss Roscoe. It works for that me. Could be it. Or maybe there's still racism. In the I was future, just gonna girl. say maybe they're super racist. Well, and then and then we get obviously uh, Jason gets his pube shave because there's a gay guy who's very happy to see him. He's very like over the top gay acting, mm. and he's got a blade. And we're like, okay, so he's got the junk shave. He's, yeah. got, he's got manscaped. And then they're just going down. And then we see uh, Q 
He's like, ah, he screams. And like, what's going on? Because Jason's enjoying himself. They like, haven't had a nice hot shave in a long time. Yeah. It's a penis chomper at the end. Just this chomping teeth. It's it's the it's the saddest. This looks like it was a guarding instrument as well, but they actually did paint it silver. Yes, this is how you get redesigned. And by the way, the liberals want everybody to get redesigned like this. Oh yeah, that's part of my politics. I want everyone to redesign. Exactly. Don't don't fall for that trans stuff, people. This is what <laughs> happens. Your kid's dick's gonna get chopped off by a. A penis puncher. <laughs> Somebody's been watching CPAC. <laughs> that first day of CPAC, Murray. God, go watch the clips. It is nothing. If you were worried about, like, you're a sensitive person, you respect trans people, but you just want to tell a nice trans joke that won't offend everybody, like, Dave Chappelle like did it wrong. Did, yeah. You know, I did it right a minute ago. Yeah, you go to CPAC, and they, they will <clears throat> teach you. The conservatives are so Nobody's funnier than the conservatives, by the way. Nobody. Unironically, conservatives... Are the greatest comedic minds, comedic minds in this world yeah. right now? They are the only heels this world has left. Wrestling can't do heels anymore. If you go watch some conservative talking points, though, these guys are great. They're gold. And the potato head jokes. Oh, my God. Murray, I couldn't stop laughing. Well, still finish this episode, then listen to the seatback. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So he's like, no, my junk, and then it, it, it raises up, and him and Roscoe go through, and we see the princess on the other side. Yeah, she's in, just in, like, this little, like, uh, quartered-off area, so no one can see that she's interacting with these Are dudes. Are they? Because they're getting, they're getting castrated. So castration, really, is to get your balls cut off. That's what castration is. Yeah. Is that what they're doing, or are they chopping everything off? They've been trying to do castration, but if I know my, nam- my man Bruce, who was uh, circumcised when he was 14... I think what they're doing is just circumcising. You, you, I just, think you just give me a, a avalanche fact? That's a that's a valanche. That's what you they just gave it. me an avalanche avalanche because <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah, he was adopted and, and uh, by Jewish before. parents, and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to circumcise you now." Sorry, can't help it. It's our religion. So you're saying he? Well, we know he obviously punched the script up because he's in the movie. And Bruce Valanche, you can't keep. You can't. He's just a. He's another great comedic mind, and he's just like. Sorry, I, this is how I work. Oh yeah, right. he's he's one of those one of these wonderful geniuses who just he's happy being in the background. You know, he picked up Barbara Streisand when she was at her worst, and made her a star again. What can't Bruce Valanche do? I don't know. Plus those shirts, man. I wish they would have had some more shirts because he's always got those super awesome, super dump- skin tight. Uh, yeah, dumpy body shirts, form fitting. I, I agree. He's got one Justin Trudeau with like giant ass muscles. They they basically put his head on uh, Nikita Koloff's body for this shirt. It's pretty great. Sounds gross. It sounds That's sexy. Almost as gross as a dick getting chomped off, but we don't get that because the princess. We, I pointed out earlier, she's kind of hot for Jason, and she needs him for something. What? Well, we learn late. We'll learn that later. Well, we'll learn that right now because we go right over. Well, no, they, we go to the. I guess it's the slave market. I don't this know. is yes. This is a slave market. It's a nice uh, storefront. I guess castration makes you more docile. I don't know. It definitely makes your voice higher. Of course, I've learned that. that. You get hit in the dick, Griff. Immediately goes your voice. Magic flute high. voice, of course. <laughs> That's where it came up. It's another Valanche fact for you. He came up with magic flute voice. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but all right. Okay. 
Magic flute voice. I'm going to use that. flute voice. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're wearing, like, uh, unitards and they... They're, just like we saw earlier... I don't know when why they, their hair's white. When they hijacked the ship, we saw all the, like, yeah. the help on the bridge. They had the white hair, the powdered wigs. They're dressed the, like, like gymnasts is what yes, they are. Yes, they are. I, gymnasts. I was hoping they were going to do some gymnastics. Some gymkata, I thought they were going to do. Oh, if there was some gymkata. But for some other. reason, they have white hair, white eyebrows, and Roscoe has a white mustache. <laughs> He's looking they didn't like, shame it. They just yeah. turned it away. <laughs> so Roscoe looks like a black Mark Twain, basically. It's wonderful. Later on, when he's tripping through time and his hair's <laughs> just getting... Oh, I loved it. Oh. So they're getting the once-over by the woman who runs the shop, the slate yeah. shop. Who's dressed like a madame. Right. Yeah. And she's feeling the non-junk, you know, yep. that's good, that's nice and flat. Yup. And then she's got the one guy there, and she's feeling the abs, and she's like, this guy, he's toned. He can definitely do some backflips and shit. They, they line them up because the princess Karina and her nanny come in. Yeah, who's by just the way, nanny? By the way, she's like twenty something. Why does she have a nanny? Because she's the she's royalty. Okay, don't you out, don't you outgrow a nanny eventually? I think they just kept with the name nanny. I think that is her name. Right. Like they weren't that creative, like with Jason. So they're just like your job is nanny. So you're just gonna be named nanny. So the princess, she, of course, she's got to play a little hard to get. So she kind of blows off Jason. She, yeah, she, she and, notices the ab guy first. Right. She's like, oh, he's so young and tall, looking straight at Jason, who he's the uh, shortest person. He's the third tallest person out of the three. We'll be kind about it. And then she, you know, she's like, but. No, maybe, maybe I, maybe this guy's got some moxie. What's going on with this black guy over here, though? I'm liking his look, the Twain look. I love it. And the nanny chimes in; like, he would fit in perfectly with the wallpaper. <laughs> That's in that I, you know, Valanche wrote that. Oh, one. absolutely. Oh, yeah. And so she's like, "We're definitely taking the black one." And I don't know about this one. It kind of looks all right. And she's just—I could just see the hurt feelings in Jason's eyes. Like, come on, man. Yeah, and uh, you see, Jason... Turn around is fair play, though. He's I like, a cad. He needs to be put in his place. I like this because they're making eye contact, and so he does a humph and turns his head to the side, and she sees that little Nang Chen just swooshing in a the wind. A little white Nang Chen. Oh, and she just, like, shivers, and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, she, I think she creamed right there. Well, she's just playing hard to get. So she, she wanted Jason from the beginning. Yeah. And so she's like, yes, I'll take him, too. So it cuts to right... I love this movie, this fucking goes it just moves yeah the nanny does step up and tell them all right we're gonna get you out of here we're gonna explain what's happening and they're both like all right and she's like excuse me all right that's magic flute voice for you murray (laughs) (laughs) so they're gonna be waiters at an eyes wide shut party a futuristic eyes wide shut party i love it I love it. This looked like an AEW match because it's a bunch of choreographed dance moves. And everybody's wearing masks. And everyone's wearing half masks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or half face painting. And, and everyone's on there. drugs, too. Yeah. Because we see a woman. I guess they use electric shock drugs, and she starts flying. Yes. And always the horn dog Jason. He's looking under the dress. Of course. And uh, the princess comes over. Karina is her name. Yeah. And she's like, you're not supposed to be interested in those things anymore. And you see this like huge bulge in his pants. Like, that's not supposed to be there anymore. These are really tight leotards, yeah, and they're tight. white, and they are not good fabric. So you can oh. see, like, with good light, you can see his di- you see his dick. You can see that Jason wasn't circumcised. You can definitely see that. And so uh, 
I think uh, the princess goes. She goes. Not the nanny goes up to uh, Roscoe, Roscoe and goes. These robots in back need to be fixed for some reason. Yeah, head back out there. Goes back there. There's robots, but then there's one that looks very strange. It looks like he's like a suit of armor. Yeah, there's the ones who look like all the robots we've seen. One that looks like it's actually made of metal. And then the other five look like our red helmet robots from before. And if you watch closely, the armor robot is clicking its fingers together, just humming a little too. And then it's like, that seems odd. And then he flips up the face shield. It's our boy Killjoy! Hey, can you give me a sandwich? He's everywhere. I love it. Why was he, like, was, he just was there for a sandwich? Like, he wasn't there to help these guys? I, he was there to hide, because he's only out to save himself. He's probably collecting more fucking name chens, you know, or something. But he was there to hide, and he just happened to end up there. Like, the somehow the monk thing led him into a suit of armor, which led him into that closet. I kind of like it. I, he's mystery. He's living one day at a time, man. Yeah. He just wants a sandwich. And so we go, okay, there's Killjoy, so the gang's all back together again. Yeah, and they're going to plan, you know, they, they head back out because the Karina is like, I need my guys, I'm ready to leave. They're supposed to be like her personal, you know, slaves at this point. So she says, slave boys, let's go, we're getting out of here. She gets up uh, near the exit, and Zorn's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You were supposed to do a backflip, and then me and everybody here, we were going to stand down here and catch you. It was going to be real cool. Everyone was going to clap and say, this is awesome. And she's like, ah, yep, but it's too bad. I had some bennies earlier. I got to go. <laughs> That's the greatest excuse. Because you're just like, he's like, well, <laughs> let me step aside. She was wearing man. a white dress, too. Right, yeah, so. no one wants to see well, that. Well, you don't want to see. Yeah, God, and those white leotards. woo hoo so yeah, because Vinny's was actually catering the place. That's of why. Course. That's why. That's why Killjoy was there. Here, Vinny's was catering. You know, Can you J- give me a sandwich. You said that. Jason is really lucky. That girl that was getting high and flying away. She was wearing an open <laughs> skirt. That could have been devastating for him. Ooh. Anyways, so Zorn is not happy about this. So he summons the guards, and we get yeah. our first chase scene. Yeah, they just take off. There's Benny Hill music playing. They jump on a. Roscoe, Karina, and Jason jump on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. This happens to be there. And uh, our boy Killjoy's like, hey, room for four? And they're like, uh, no, you, you, you ride bitch. So he's just being dragged. Thank- thankfully, he has an armor on, yep. so he's not getting hurt. We have a little gag where they run over and destroy a robot family. And the robot, like, it's a parent- laughing about a child robot being murdered. Yeah, and, Bruce, then a, and then a mother robot being murdered. This is the dark side of Bruce, okay? He let a little <laughs> bit of the dark side in there because he saw a baby die once, and so he was reminded of it. It came out in this robot di- saw baby death. baby die? I, I want to hear that story. Strange strange <laughs> life he's lived, man. I, I can't, I, I don't know what to say. Are you saying Bruce Falange was part of a satanic drug-fueled cult hey, led but- by... Nar, Narad, Norad, Norad. Have you ever heard his joke about the time that a sadist, uh, a necrophiliac, a uh, satanist, a uh, what's the what's the fire pre- people that like to burn shit? Pyromaniacs. A pyromaniac and then a second necrophiliac go together to a bar with a masochist. No. Yeah, that's just using that leave joke. Me That'll explain it all. Gonna, you're not going to tell me the punchline. It's a great joke. I can't ruin it. Good. Yeah, you would ruin it. And somehow they get separated. Somehow Roscoe and Killjoy get separated. I don't know how. It happened in the blink of an eye. They are just separated. They're still trying to get away. 
everybody's ushering to help this uh, this robot family who just lost their baby. That little fucker exploded. Right. He went up like the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Too soon. That was 35 years ago. Too Childhood soon. Murray would have loved that joke. I would have cracked up. <laughs> just like this movie I would have loved. So Roscoe and, uh, and Killjoy, they head well, up this staircase. Right. And then we hear... When them Cadillacs coming in, and we're like, "Oh shit, young bloods, Cadillacs!" <laughs> Pimp bot shows up because, <laughs> oh my god, Ugh. oh, I, 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 I didn't check the credits, but I think the guy who played tur- Turkey from that episode did the voice for this robot. He did because it's very painful. I, I heard it. A lot of hey blood. It's a pimp bot, so he's got like pictures of like women on his view screen on his chest. He's offering to take them to where the best women are, and I'm pretty sure he's going to escort them over to Mars to that three titty, you know, bar. Yeah. I forget what it was called, but I yeah. think it was called the three tits. The three tits, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> the three <laughs> on the no tray tits or on the tits it would be yes. And so like, they hey. they realize they just need to get. Out of here, wheels anywhere. So uh, Pimp Pop tells him, "Hop in, bloods, let's bounce." <laughs> Nailed it. Hop in, blood. Nailed bounce. it. Deep ah. research went into this uh, robot character. Yeah, and I, that's definitely Valanche wrote. I think Valanche did the voice for. So <laughs> they get on a ship. Like, like you said, it just they, moves, moves, yeah. moves, moves. We just go cut to the next scene. Everybody's back on the ship, and Karina and Nanny are with them as well. And a robot named Percy. Oh, yes. Percy, who's got? A gigantic bow tie. Which I, I'm pretty sure he stole that from uh, Shaska Watley as well. <laughs> yes. Because he was wearing the coat with tails, yeah, a top hat, and a bow tie. This is definitely going to be the deep cut episode. <laughs> and, you know, even I mean, I'm not even picking up on half of the fucking in-jokes that we're doing. <laughs> So, yeah, so they Karina lays, her, she lays out her demands. I guess they're the greatest ice pirates in the world. She knows she can trust these guys to get what she needs. And what she needs is to find a guy named Lanky Dibs. And Ooh. lo and behold, our buddy Jason knows him. He's like, I know Lanky. Yeah. He, he's eating an apple again. Whenever he wants to, this is like the head cow grazes first kind of deal. So he wants to always look like he's a head cow, the leader. So he's always munching on an apple. And loudly, he's one of those. He's got the crispest apples in the world. Can't, he's, got a, he's got a futuristic honey crisp. That's how crisp it was. Double crisp. It makes your ears hurt when you bite into it. It's so loud. And he's like, I'm not going to shit. I got a ship. I got ice in this ship. I'm sad. I Fuck you, bitch. I don't need your shit. She's like, oh, really? Why well, have this... This fucking ship rigged. Yeah. If you fuck with the ice, it blows up. I... And he's like, you got me. All right. And she's like, I'm going to have my boy robot Percy watch you on top of it. And Percy, to show how serious he is, he just lately taps on Jason's hand. And Jason yes. goes, ow! Well, uh, Percy was also a little offended because Katrina, uh, Karina was walking down the aisle and... Uh... Yeah, Jason starts really perving out on her, gets gets his telescope out and just scoping out those buns, and he's just like, that's a that's a tight 10 right there. I'd like to give two fives to those, yeah. those that tail. Exactly what I'm thinking. Yep. So, okay, so we got the plan. That he's like, he's, he's between a rock and a hard place. He's like, all right, your princess. Because she'll give him a third of the cut of the water if he does. Gets yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't offered much yet. She's just... I'm that, just trying to move it along. Yeah. But we get a quick cut over to our villain because we haven't seen him. We're back at the water treatment forever. plant. Yeah. 
And, yeah, we see Zorn, and he's meeting the Supreme Commander, who is played by John Carradine, the father of David Carradine, star of Circle of Iron. Circle. Highly underrated. Highly. Episode. That movie really embraced a lot of things I'm interested in, like the time he slapped a child in the face. And uh, John Carradine, lifelong alcoholic, which explains why he's all shriveled up and looks like death. I think he probably died right now. No makeup there. No, no. And we learn, like, that was the plan all along to get her because they, cause they want to follow because they want to find out in the seventh world too because they control all the water already and they can't have the competition. Yeah, so they want the seventh world to control it. When they were in the prison, we had learned that uh, one Linky Nibs, no, not Linky Nibs, but uh, Karina's father. Did we ever catch Karina's father's name? No, it's just Karina's father. Can we call him Lance? Sure. So Lance, Karina's father. Apparently died. The Templars found him. He, he had disappeared. Found, he, he there. There was rumor that he was dead. Yeah. But then there's also rumor that he disappeared. He found the seventh world and managed to come back. And doing that is very difficult because there's a time warp in between the two. Yeah. And most people go in it slightly off kilter by a degree, and they just disappear and die. And then they become tr- transsexual Transylvanians. Exactly. So that's who we're trying to pl- find. And that is also who apparently the Supreme Commander has planned it out that she's going to let Karina's going to go find it. And oh my God. She will lead him to the yeah. promised land. She will, they need her to escape so she can lead him to them. And that's the last you ever see a Supreme Commander. So don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, two minutes. So back on the ship, our boy Roscoe, he's, I think he's looking for parts for robots or something. Roscoe's taking a nap. Taking a, Well, no, he. he uh, he was going through a closet, and we saw a little rock fall out of the closet. Jason was early. going through shit. Roscoe was napping. Okay. And we see a rock fall out, and they just leave it there. And so our boy, Roscoe, is sleeping, like you said. And, all right, I got to give it up to the special effects guys. Uh, this creature, I've, it looks like this like a squeaker toy you give your dog, but at the same time, it left me with such revulsion and nausea. This creature is so disgusting looking. Yeah, it's like an it's. It a, was. Well, covered- I'm sorry, I hate to go back to fucking circumcised and uncircumcised. It looked like an uncircumcised dick. Yeah, it was with fucking teeth on it. It even and had the, like a like the spike collar around its. Right. Yeah, and it breaks out of the egg, and it, it, the face like comes out of the fucking foreskin. And it's it's slimy and it's gross. It looked like the dog vomit when they just do the bile. It looked like it was coated in that. <laughs> it looks so gross. It was disgusting. <laughs> and Roscoe wakes up and he's like, "What the fuck was that? What are you talking about? You were just having a good nap. No big deal." Like, you fucking with me, Jason? He's got he's this like, beautiful, just like necktie on right now. Like that's how I sleep. I just tie a little thing around my neck. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, you like to choke yourself. Erotic asphyxiation. I like that too. But uh, yeah, he turns around to look on his bed to see like if there was something in his bed, and Jason goes, "You're bleeding. Your back is bleeding. The fuck." And then, well, then Jason he goes for his apple, and then the fucking thing's on his hand. What the fuck? And he throws it away, and they're like, "Kill that fucking thing!" And it just takes off. Just takes off. So they get the egg, and they're like, where the fuck? Slime's coming out. Ro- Roscoe's like, I think I remember seeing one of those in sh- Ship Crate 32. Yeah. So they get out their checklist, get and the they're itinerary. going through, and they have it listed in there. And Jason's oh, like, oh, boy. And he's like, what? Oh, yep. Yeah, 
space herpy. And he's like, what? It was a space herpy. <laughs> Why you would have a space herpy on your fucking ship? I don't know. You, you surmise maybe people will throw it on other people's ships as a surprise. I don't know. But he's like, the ship has... Well, well, Matuzak comes in eating an apple. Yeah, apparently for this, there's a lot of water for apples in the future. I don't, I don't know how they're growing this fruit. Maybe there's artificial, you know, it's like growing. Star Trek, like a replicator. Yeah, Matuzi comes in and he's just like, "Great news, guys! The princess is willing to split things. She's going to give us some water. She's going to give us this. We're almost to Zagora. We're about to land down there. That's where she wants to go." And he's just leaning up against the fucking thing. He's like, why are you guys all all sweaty and why are you bleeding in your back? Are you guys, you guys, doing, some, you guys doing some fucking? What's going on here? Are you doing some kink gaming? Biting each other or something? And uh, yeah, Jason breaks it to him. The ship has space herpes. And Matuzic perfect, perfectly acted out. Removes his hand from the ship and well, looks at it. He like, Ew. obviously watched Cleopatra Jones earlier because he touched it and then he shakes his hand a little. Like, shake that space herpy off my hand. <laughs> Ugh. Let's go down to the planet side of Zagora. It's like a pirate planet. Yep. Wait, there's always a pirate planet you have to go to. Right. And Jason loves this place he's in his element right there are just i'm like it's like a donkey led little fucking uh horse and buggy yeah very horse futuristic yep very futuristic <laughs> we're getting into the futuristic side of this movie and there's a couple women fighting in the foreground and Love jason it. is just like oh yeah this is it this, i am home and you know uh karina is offended by it the nanny's turning her nose up at it like these women should be civilized thing. yeah and women are just like, Jason, we, 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 we're a competition. Who can suck your dick better? He's like, ladies, ladies, later. I have yeah. business. We go, of course, if you're looking for shit on a pirate planet, you go to the nearest bar. I mean, trickle-down economics works on this planet because Jason makes a lot of money, and he goes there, and he trickles it down and trickles something else out as well. But we well, won't. That's when you get space herpes, you trickle. Yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's right. <laughs> that's right. And not only that, they're there to meet up with fucking Zeno and Maida. Yeah, Zeno's hanging out there. And uh, Zeno's like, does the old, like, I think he had like a glove in his hand, and then shakes the hand, the hand falls off. He's like, no, I got a hand. Somehow he got his hand back. I don't know how that happened. What are you talking about? No, they took his hand off, and then they're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> they gave him his hand back. No, his hand was fine. It was a joke. He had a fake hand. I didn't even notice that. And then that. he pulled his hand out of the sleeve and says, no, I'm fine. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. There's too much happening, Murray. And so while they're, like, bonding again, we see uh, a black gentleman with, like, a fucking face paint. Like he, he had, like, black Animal or Hawk, one of those two. He had, like, the, yeah. oh, yeah. He was he was grinding against the edge of a, a podium. <laughs> <laughs> this is so deep cut. This uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. That's how deep <laughs> these jokes are going. You're just letting your eyes roll back and letting it get flow, man. <laughs> and so... He spotted, he's got a featherless parrot for some reason. I loved it. It was a good detail. And he spots these guys and be like, uh-oh, this guy, he must be a bounty hunter or something. He had to be, he, he's one of those uh, treacherous folk. You treacherous know? Bogarts. He's a treacherous Bogart. <laughs> As we he's, learned last week. He's definitely menacing, and he sees he sees some new mate, and he's like, this woman clearly hasn't been you know touched yet, so he, he wanted to get in on that. He was really into uh, Karina. I thought he just there was a bounty on Jason. I know it might have been both, yeah, but was. He, there was he goes after Karina. Jason leaves and he goes after Karina. 
And he goes, put Man. on, madame. And he's like hitting on him. Pretty weak game. And made is even like, oh, my God. This guy's sh- God. Get some game, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, you're coming with me, bitch. And she's like, no, she's not. And then Maida whips out her sword. They do uh I don't Maida gets cut. Did he have a sword? Because she he she gets cut. He lets his stooge jump in. His stooge, dog bite. Dog bite. Very great, racist. Great name, but he is a racist. He tells his boss, Hey, Jason here with his N word friend. <laughs> and Pash just looks at him because he's also a black man. He's like what? light skinned though. It could be, you know, oh, sure. much like the character in Black Belt Jones. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Jason has stepped away because they need to get themselves a land cruiser to get over where Lake And only Nips. one person on the planet yes. as a land cruiser. Because we just learned all everything else is donkey. But donkey uh, yeah, horse and, horse and buggy. Yeah. Donkey and buggy. So he, he's like, we got to get a land cruiser. These aliens over here are land cruiser. That's a man, so go talk to it. She comes back, and she's like, no, it's a woman, and she wants to talk to you. She likes your little name, Chen. So Jason is distracted trying to get this ship, and he's watching this sword fight happen. Uh, Dogbite steps in and does the sword fight. So Not so good at it. Not so good. And Dogbite's he's flailing that sword everywhere. He hits patches in the arm. He fucking hits himself in the arm. He he does get one hit in on, uh, what's her name, Mador? Maida. Maida. He gets one hit across her chest and knocks her. She has like an amulet on or something gets, that gets chopped off. And then she's got a nice little scar there. But Maida chops him right in the throat and his head falls off. No. Very cheap looking. Very cheap gimmick. looking. And uh, Patch is like, hey, I, hey, you guys, you must be lesbians. I'll leave you to yourself. She's willing to let it slide if he just apologizes. And so he says, hey. Doffs his fedora and goes, my lady. There you go. And then walks off. And even the bird squawked at him, too. So, Jason, he's willing to fuck a frog lady if it takes getting a land cruiser. So, they're set up. We Once again, just moving, moving, moving. We're right out in the desert. Yep. Frog lady's fucking squeezing his dick. She's just like, can't wait to fuck you. Well, she, to give her uh, an excuse here, I'm pretty sure she was looking for the clutch. She was clutching. She something. was trying. She was trying to shift gears. And she, she was shifting something. <laughs> That's a Bruce Valanche joke. There. Don't so. sell. Don't don't try to pin that awful joke on my man Bruce. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. And so You're frog not lady, she's, like she's, Bruce. Getting, she's getting froggy. She wants some of that chase. She is bit. a frog person, so yeah. yes. <laughs> and, but he's like, no. We got to see n- n- Ninky Lanky Nips. Lanky Nips. Mur- Murray, tell me how great this is. I love Lanky Nips, by the way. Yes, uh, Lanky Nips is a great name. Uh, and his no, I was thinking water. in real life, I like Lanky Nips. Oh, okay. But uh, I want you to do me a favor here. We're moving at a crisp pace. Let's slow it down for a second. Because you a love. A honey crisp. You, a honey crisp pace. <laughs> You love yourself some of these dystopian desert, you know, remote resource or uh, scarce resources. Post-apocalyptic. That's kind of what we stepped into here. This looks like it could be a Mad Max scene. The well, yeah, the one car that Frog Lady has looks like it's made out of Legos. Yes, it has some solar panels on it. So the spoilers are giant six by five foot solar panels. Right, and they find like there's, it says like no trespassing or something. Trespassers would be violated, it said. 
Yeah. It's just this weird little encampment he set tents. up. It's just it's, ju- it's just a few tents, some baby donkeys. Yeah, a lot of baby animals. A lot of right. baby animals. And that they had to work that in there because later we time jump, and so they wanted to. Right. It, so we it, get some little pigs. We get some little burrows. It's beautiful. It's like a... It may, I think Lanky Nibs has like a a, a, a pet. Uh, you feed the pets things. What do they call those? Kids? <laughs> a petting zoo. Petting zoo. <laughs> yeah, that's a complex word. Oh, He's man. got like a post-apocalyptic petting zoo. I wish I could remember this. You like to shit on me when I forget anything. I wish well, I could remember this the next time you shit on me for forgetting something. You but won't. I won't. Yeah, because you forget everything. <laughs> so you're, you're very lucky in that, right? <laughs> oh. And we meet. We finally meet. Lang Linky Nibs. Lanky Nibs. <laughs> but he's old. He was younger than Jason. Why is he old, Griff? Yeah, why is he old? Because he went to the seventh world. And when he was coming back out, he got caught. Wait a minute. Oh my god, there's such a fucking logic flaw. Go figure. There oh we'll get to it later. But this it makes no sense, the fact that he made it made it out. But um yeah, he, he's got a whole story to tell, but he has grown 20 years and 20 seconds in the time warp. Well, that's – no, I think I, I'm going to try to make sense of this. So he found the seventh world with Karina's father. Lance. Lance. And when you, if you find it, you de-age and you go back. So maybe when you, – When you exit it, you go back to when you started. What? When you go in – you're 12 or that's your let's just say you're 12 you go in at 12 you age throughout the time warp and then when right. you exit it you go back to what you were right so how did he get in and out and age because when he went back to get out he had to go back through the time warp to get out he aged he didn't go the right way but he still made it out so there's a logic flaw here how Maybe. did how did he stay that old uh, this is this is the logic flaw. There's barely any logic in this movie, and they even get that. Okay. Well, all we know is he's old. He's old. He tells them, he's, you shouldn't have come here. They definitely fouled you. He already smells what game's happening here. He already knows. He smells what Zorn is cooking. He definitely does. And But he's like, look, your father's alive. I saw him. He's at the seventh world. It's I, like heaven. We well, saw it in the flesh. It's full of water. It's full of water. Uh, you... It, you every block there's a Vinny's and it's always fresh, it's always hot, and the porta potties clean themselves and they always smell like fresh. Yeah, you peaches. can destroy as many toilets as you like because there's so much water. Yeah, they're actually. You imagine how awful a, to- a toilet would be in the future after a Vinny's when you have no water. Oh man, God! Oh my God! So we he, learned that in the, in the journey back from the seventh world. Yes, where they're aging. Yeah. Maybe if you get stopped, you age. This know. it makes no sense. Maybe it, the physics are different going back. So that's why you have to stay on the planet. Maybe. If you go back, you will age. Maybe. Maybe it's just one side you get to revert back. If you go back the other way, for Somebody whatever reason. Somebody needs to write a paper on this. I yeah, really, really dive into the science. Help us out here because look, we got we already got too much work on our hands. So wait, they were coming back, and that's where the Templars caught them. So the Templars caught a uh, Linky ship, but Lance had already fucked off. Where he went, how he got away, he just did. He was no longer on board, and so. Lanky barely managed to get away himself, I guess. The Templars 
we're uh, it gets foggy here. Very foggy. All I know is that he tells him you need to find Lord Aaron's son who was banished on the in the tri system. He will have the answers to where your father is. Because reasons. Yeah. We just need to we just need to get to the next plot line so here. Find so. the tri system. As soon as he says that, we hear uh, some rumbling of engines. We hear, I was going to say whatever the line they say from Fury Road, but I haven't seen that movie in years, so I don't remember. I don't remember any lines from that movie. And, yes, it's the War Boys. It's War Boys. With our boy, Patch. Yeah, and his little featherless bird. And his Viking helmet. Yeah. He's apparently a Minnesota Viking fan. So, along with being a Minnesota Viking fan, he's also a fan of that old child's toy, the Big Wheel. And so he has blown that up to uh, an incredible scale. This vehicle would fit right into Fury Road. It yeah. had that perfect look. It, you know what? It did. It just looked like it was going to fall apart. Right. And it was... It was made out of cardboard. It looked like it was uh, wind-powered, because I'm pretty sure they had a sail on they it. They did have a sail. They had a skull with horns on the front. Yes, they did. And they, they had did. gigantic cardboard wheels that looked like they were going to fall off at any moment. The, yeah. And there was like 15 people on this thing. So I, I don't know how it was holding up. And they start chasing our heroes, and they're yeah. running. Yeah. So they get in their uh, their solar car, and they're like driving. Well, no, off. Frog Lady gets blown up right she away. Gets, yes, immediately. Apparently, there was another solar car somewhere else. I guess that was Lank, Lanky, Lanky Nibs, Lanky Nibs. Poor Frog Lady. She just wanted some dick. That's all she wanted. Is she this... wanted to do her frog tongue thing on the dick, and then that's it. But no, she gets blown up. Are they uh, pushing, like, a a, a specious theory here or something? Like, are they saying that everyone craves human dick? According to Star Trek, yeah. I mean, Captain Kirk, everybody wants to fuck him. That's a good point. Human dick is the best dick. Did you learn anything from science fiction? All we learn from science fiction is nobody's as perfect as humans are because of our emotions and... If anyone comes to destroy us, they can't because we're too perfect. Like we're 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 the the perfect bowl of porridge. We have right. emotions, you know. We have logic. We have it all. Right. Yeah. We're perfect. We can complete Rubik's cubes, and whereas as most races can't. We're perfect. Ergo, our dicks are perfect. Okay. Oh. Okay. But that's all she wanted was a taste of some fucking human dick. You had to kill her. She could have just took off and like no, they had to kill her. He probably would have been into it. She's a frog lady. Frogs have uh, very interesting tongues. That yeah, might have worked she, out. She flicked his face with her tongue. Yeah, that might have worked out for him. He that might have been at least try it. Yeah, come on. Why is he such a prude? Even Karina was telling him to do it. She was probably into it. She likes to watch. Yeah, <laughs> he just missed. Anyway, out. frog lady killed. <laughs> so they're being chased, and there's a I. Uh, Percy gets run over by the. the uh yeah, ship. Percy also gets run over because they they're just like it looks like wacky racers at this point. They're like crammed on this little car. There's no room for anybody. Percy falls off. He gets exploded. One of the pirates tries to board their ship. He ends up getting a hold of Jason, and there just happened to be a rope that fell off or whatever. So they're grabbed on the rope, being dragged. Jason manages to shoo away the guy that was holding on to him. And then Jason looks back and sees his opportunity because all the pirates get distracted by their their friend that just got thrown. who and gets run over. Gets run over by that cardboard big wheel, so you know he's all right. But um, Jason realizes this is my opportunity, so he lets go and then latches onto the fucking... Um, oh, he stabs onto the cardboard wheel. Oh, okay. And then it 
he holds on and he goes all the way up to the top of the wheel, jumps off of it somehow. This man has agility for years. And all the fucking go- or the pirates are so distracted by their friend who got you know thrown under the uh, the wheel. They've probably been wanting to see someone get thrown under that forever, right. so they're just really entertained by it. All these people are just looking out, dumb, just completely dumb, oblivious to what's happening. Jason just pushes them all off. That's yeah. the fight. He just so, pushes them off. That's all you need. And then he like breaks the steering wheel, and then he jumps off himself, and it explodes. Yeah, it, one of the one of the cardboard wheels bumps into something, and it fucking explodes. So we, he's got to re. Uh, Jason goes back to interview. You know, get back with his crew and everything. Well, wait. We oh. we go back to Lanky, and he's dying. His back was broken. Well, yeah, Jason gets back, and yeah. Lanky. Well, you were saying he went back to his crew. He just went back to Karina and Lanky. Yeah, his crew. That's not his crew. That's the crew right here. Okay. And she's like, his back's broken. He's dying. And he's like, okay, I just met, you know, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and so uh, he gives them one last uh, bit of advice. I I forget what it was. It was what he already told them. <laughs> okay. Go to the try system again. Okay. So they get and now they get back to their crew on the ship. And uh Roscoe, I guess, was sent out. He had five grand to get some uh robots, to get some shitty robots. Roscoe who is obsessed with robots. Well, that's what he really wants to do with his like he doesn't want to be a pirate. Yeah, he keeps telling Jason if you just let me do my thing, because he, he believes he's an expert robot man. He's like, if you just let me invest in these robots, we could ju- I could junk all these together, and we could sell them for a huge profit. And as he says that, one of the robots just pulls out one like screw out of its chest and completely falls apart into pieces. So Jason is confident in Roscoe's robots. While that's going on, our man Zeno, we, now we know why he's on the ship. He's a great cook. Yes. And he's making a Thanksgiving. Apparently Thanksgiving, you know. It's, still, it's 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 they're humans. It's still Earth. Yes, but it's the future. But so thank God there's no war on Thanksgiving, unlike Christmas. Because in Ice Pirate World, there's no Christmas because of the war on Christmas. Right. Thanksgiving makes it because Black Friday. And so we see <laughs> so cheap. Like we can't like make robot hands. So we have holes in the wall with people's hands with <laughs> gloves on. Like they're supposed to be robot hands, like making, helping uh, Zeno cook. Your your mind's about to be blown. Okay, blow it. What was uh, I can't remember her name. Julia something, the cook. Julia Childs. Julia Childs. This was a pitch that Bruce had for Julia Childs. He wanted to do a sci-fi Thanksgiving special with her, and that was one of the props of it. He He's, didn't learn anything from the Star Wars Christmas special. He did not. He's very proud of it. Which I'm sure he also punched him. I bet if we look at the credits, Bruce Flanch was involved with that. Oh, you know he was. He he works. He had his fingers in every '70s project. He did write, and he had had other body parts in other projects. He did write one of our favorite tippy taps, the Bruce, uh, or not Bruce, but the Paul Lynn special. I mean, we love that episode. Guy's a genius. He's got great jokes. So yeah, he had a Julia Stiles Thanksgiving sci-fi themed. uh, What? Julie Child. Childs, it rhymes with Styles. So, yeah, he had a whole fucking uh, uh, pilot that he wanted to shoot with her, and this this was parts of it. But they slipped Zeno in there, and that's why Zeno suddenly is gay because he was trying to <laughs> imitate Julia, not Styles, but Childs. I want to say he's flamboyant, not gay. Either way, 
they're getting ready for their Thanksgiving dinner. The, the, the rollerball game's on like every Thanksgiving. Detroit's getting their ass kicked. <laughs> and, but uh, Matuzak, he's an ex NFL, or he's like engrossed in it, yep. you know. And uh, Zeno comes in with a turkey, puts it on. Yeah. And then, oh, my God, this is they're letting they're letting the one robot lean in to get the cut the first cut and they're like stand back it's gonna be real fucking juicy <laughs> that goddamn space herpes comes out of the turkey i'm gonna vomit the only thing more offenses offensive is if uh robert ginty jumped out <laughs> his actually space herpes was based on robert ginty <laughs> you look at the face very jowly space herpes. it is and it just leaps out at the nearest woman, probably his sister, <laughs> and, and, and everyone's vomiting as you should because space herpes. I think worm jumps out of a fucking food. I'm gonna vomit. Oh yeah, no, I and, I would immediately vomit. That'd be the most disturbing. thing And it just ever. books out, just takes off again. Yeah, they're trying to stomp it. They can't. But after everybody calms down, they're just reading their books. They're trying to plan. Uh, get ready because they're gonna, they're going to be landing soon. I don't remember. I guess I don't remember. Oh, this was the tri system. I guess. Yeah, this is where our boy Bruce. Was. But as far as I could tell, they just ended up in uh, the jail from Penitentiary Three. <laughs> Fog rolls uh... in. Unicorn <laughs> stomp around. I'm pretty sure I, I did hear some snarling. I did hear some midnight thud snarling. <laughs> An orange rolled across the screen. Crack pipe. Everything. But no, this is a, a planet. Oh my god, this is either the best or the worst episode we've ever done. A planet of fog and Amazons. The, I love unicorn did not, Amazons. Did you not love this? This this made me so happy. This scene. Obviously, they run a set. It look, there's nothing natural about this scene at nothing. all. Nothing. The unicorns look great. Yeah. I love the Amazonist women. Their mullets and like the David Bowie star, uh, Ziggy Stardust look. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, and they were uh, one of the unicorns stabs one of the robots. Yeah, she fucks that robot up. It was it was brutal. I loved it. It was brutal. The fucking horn got ripped off the unicorn. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then they get captured because they like they have bull whips and they go around everyone's neck. And Jason's like, mm, I kind of digging this. Jason, yeah, he's into some shit. Yeah, and he's... we know he's into shit because he was looking up that woman's skirt and she All was right. possibly gonna shit on him. So he's into a lot of stuff, except. Frog women. That is his line. Yeah. So everyone has, has a line, Griff, all right? It's crazy. I can't believe that's where and he draws so it. so I think this Karina and Jason get kidnapped by these. Because Roscoe, I think, gets away. Roscoe does get away. Yeah. Or so, racist. they like, we don't want the black guy. Don't, yeah. You can keep him. They probably called up 911. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to this palace, and this is where we see the man himself. I love this about 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 him. We meet Wendon, and of course it's uh, it's Bruce. Just, and it's just it's just Bruce with his giant fucking glasses. He didn't even try to make it look futuristic. No, not at all. He's still got the classic Bruce hairstyle. Full cut. Yeah, this is before it got all stringed out. Like now, it's kind of stringed out. Uh, so it's still kind of flowy. He's kinda got permed. his nice. He's got his nice beard going still. Uh. And even when he could just have anybody he wanted, he chooses to be a, 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 a charming, chubby guy. You know? Stunnelling stout. <laughs> it's beautiful. An, do you have another? I'll think of another of one. Body. <laughs> and so, yeah, he is. Uh, 
he did something. This is like a prison planet for some reason. Yeah, he runs it. He yeah. runs it. He controls some kind of water so he can control these women because he controls the water. And I yeah. don't understand how that works because the women could just take take him down. But for whatever reason, they serve him. And apparently he doesn't like what Jace is cooking because he's like, kill them! And just as he's about to kill. Yeah, they offer to take him to the seventh world. And he's like, why? I have everything I want here. I have slaves. They have mullets. And uh, it's pretty dope. I'm going to stay here. And just as they're about to kill our heroes, Roscoe, once again, there's all these fucking ropes just hanging everywhere. Everywhere. Middle of like a palace. Why is there a rope hanging down? I don't know. But Roscoe uses it. Swings in, grabs Bruce, and this is going to blow your mind, people. Bruce is just ahead. Yeah. Now, is it, a, is it a robot body? Is it a body that he can detach his head from his body? Why don't they go into that? I don't know. Well, this body was awful, and I don't know why he oh, settled. Bruce's body, of course, it's awful. <laughs> I don't know why he settled for this body <laughs> because it looked like that awful. Well, that con- makes me think that he's like maybe an alien who can detach his head. Because you're exactly right. Why would you settle for a gross Bruce Valanche body when you could have like a sexy robot body? Right, and that's why I. I, I mean, he is a body positive guy. He was the original body positive dude. Well, if you're, if you're Bruce Valanche, kind of have to be. That's right. Uh, so he's always been, you know, he, the worst thing that ha- he says happened to him is when they took away his charmingly chubby uh, title and replaced it with Husky. He's like, that's just sad. That Who who wants to be Husky besides the dogs? But um, here, what I don't get, he can't move. This is like that awful comedian who used to, like, pop his head through things. Then he had the little hands that he would control. That's what this body looked like. It had tiny little Trump hands, and it had a, he had to lift water with two hands because he couldn't. He didn't have the muscle capacity to lift it. It was awful. Why did he settle? I don't get it. All I know is Roscoe has the head. He's like, "I'll crush this head." He did nice riff on kids in the hall. Yep. And uh, he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna talk." He's like, "And then uh, what are you gonna do? Tear my fingernails off? What are you gonna do? Face fuck me? Wink, wink." No, we're not going to do that. Jason, again, does not want to cross that line. But he is into some kind of foreplay with men. He's into kink. He's into kink. So I, he looks at Karina. He's like, you're going to like this. Gets Grab. out a little feather. No, he grabs a spear. And he grows up to our boy Bruce. Like, what are you going to do with that? Shove it up my ass. Wink. Oh. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And there's a little feather hanging down from it. Oh. And then he starts tickling the nose very erotically. Very erotically. And but that's the thing, Griff. If you don't have a body, how are you gonna jizz? So like you get teased, <laughs> and you're not. It's like that's the worst case of blue balls you'll ever get when you don't even have balls. Right. Call back to earlier in the movie. I was just thinking. And that, yeah. so yeah, he's like, "I'll do whatever you want. Just let me come." And then like, <laughs> which I'm sure Bruce Lynch said many a time in his life. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Your dad is in the other room." Yeah. I, yeah, so so Lance. They, they take the head with them. Right. They yep. go in the room, and lo and behold, it is her dad. And he's just sitting on a throne, staring at a wall. Not a toilet. Literal, literal throne. Literal, he yep, did not yep. have Vinny's. Not have Vinny's. Yeah. Vinny's is not available. And Karina planet. steps up to greet her dad, puts, puts her hand on his face. She's like, this is not my dad. It's a robot. Of course it's a robot. Yeah, this is an interesting twist here. So they go back on the ship. They bring uh, Wendon with them. Right. 
why I don't know, but well, they not? need to get they they want to get more information out of he, him because yeah, he blah, blah, she, blah, he blah, does blah. know he, where he, well they don't know, but he does have something we need. Yeah, but I don't know why they don't know that he, we need it. It's just convenient that they brought the we heads. Just, yeah, we, they were like, "There's plenty of room on the ship. Let's just bring it with us." Okay, yeah. And so she's like, "My father had a ring. Where is it?" And by the way, the work they're doing because obviously they're just carrying a head around with them, so they need to place it on various objects and then put <laughs> Bruce under the object. So they place it like on a council, and they have like, <laughs> oh, it's just it's amazing. But yeah, I need that ring, and he's like, and. Jason's about to get the feather out again. You're like, I'm going to make you want to come again. Your balls are fucking on that planet. You're never having it. Get a blue balls you again. And he's like, just, you could have just said, please. All right. Manners. That's all I fucking care about. (laughs) And Jizzy. And Jizzy. But I don't have balls. So So, uh, he loosens one of his molars and spits out a ring. Exactly right. And then Karina <laughs> grabs it. Apparently she knows there's some hidden thing about this ring, so she blows on it. Yeah, she, she it was it, she like turned it. Yeah. There was like an inner band to it that turned upside down yeah. into it. And then she blows on it, and so the ring starts spinning within the ring. Interesting. And then a little hologram pops up. Right. It says, Help me, Obi Wan, you're my only hope. No, it's a father. <laughs> <My> only- <laughs> and he's like, Hey, what's up, daughter? Here's the coordinates to the seventh world. See you there. <laughs> so they got it. They got the coordinates, the exact coordinates. You have to have the exact coordinates. With if not, you get trapped in the time warp. Yeah, you need to know exactly how to go through the time warp because even a slight and guys, they pound us over the head. So I'm pounding you over the head with it. If you get the coordinate wrong when you're going through the time warp by a single iota, you're you're going to be caught in the time warp forever. Right, or until you die, apparently. Yeah, and. What's going on? Uh, Roscoe and Jason are talking, and there's like a there's like something laying on a table with a with a sheet over it, and we see this huge like dick shaped thing go up, and <laughs> Jason's like, "What's that?" He's like, "It's Buford, baby, and he's better than ever." And he pulls it off, and it's all black. He's like, "Why?" He's beautiful, baby. <laughs> oh. and that's why this thing has a big dick. Because I do like that Buford threw up a fist, said, "Right on, brother." said right on blood by the way excuse me right on blood so yes buford the black robot is back and better than ever <laughs> so now we've got like this kind of um we got a uh, block to fill you know our crew's got to travel so we got to figure out how to fill in that time and we're gonna have a little uh character interaction here all right jason and karina they've had been common kind of having a, a torch for each other Back and forth, yeah. A little back and forth. So Jason, um, and th- this is a Bruce joke here, dresses up Jason to be like a romance novel pirate. That's why he's got like the blouse on, and it's he's got the 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 the, the front tails of it just tied up. Right. So his nipples are bl- uh, blazing. He's covered in the peck jelly. He's looking like a millie, glistening. And, and, he, and he walks in on the room. Karina, Karina's trying to play it cool. He's like, he's like, hey, I got that mixtape you're Well, remember, about. he gets to the door, and he hears moaning. Oh, that's right. And he's, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, the robot was fucking her. What was up with that? Yeah, because it was Buford that walked out, right? And he, was, he had <laughs> yeah, a cigarette. of course. And he's like, he's like, and he points down to his dick, follow that motherfucker, <laughs> and then walks out. And yeah, 
How are you going to follow a fake-dicked robot? I mean, they say once you go black, once you go black, you I mean, don't Once go you go robo-black, oh. you never go robo-black. I don't even know if going through the time warp was going to help help uh, Jason's odds here so now. So Jason is like, well, I have this mixtape I made for you. You know the one you're asking about? And she's like, oh, really? Okay. And he takes her to like, this is where we, we were talking about this right before we were recorded. It's a very confusing scene. Is this a holodeck they go on? Because they start fucking and it's pouring rain in this room. Because it's got to me, it's got to be a holodeck because water is so precious. Why would you waste it on a fuck session? Right. This makes. I mean, I guess it would make the fucking more passionate if he well, said it would make it a lot more lubricated. That's a sure. lot more lubricated, a lot more passionate. He's got to follow up a tough act. You is know that how you do it? You fuck in the rain? It's romantic. Is it? According to this, yeah. Especially when you have the fucking John DeHart mixtape playing. That was a new jam. Over. I can't even get that music because that was a new jam. Starting over. But we get the passion storm. And we know John DeHart's full of passion. So this song is just epic. So uh, Yeah, so we got the storm all s- stirring up and everything. And then we have... Uh, We've got waves crashing in the background. It's beautiful. Beautiful. One of my favorite touches, and I don't know if you notice it. I don't know if a lot of people will notice this. You can hear Winslow, star of Phantom of the Paradise, shriek out. Maybe he even had a fling with uh, Karina before. Who hasn't fucked Karina? Yeah, he probably wrote a whole fucking space opera about her. (laughs) And now she's fucking some robot, and now she's fucking uh, Jason. Who might have space herpes, we don't know. Oh Jesus! I I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. They uh they get boarded as they're going into the time warp. Okay, and so they like cut a hole. Like they lock on to Jason's ship. So like much like in the beginning of the movie, they do a reverse where they lock onto his ship and they cut a hole in it and they're boarding it. And this is where we get another weird. It's just robots fighting each other while our heroes stand in the background. It's very. Blocky. It's very silly. It could have been done in stop I'm motion. I'm pretty sure this is where the robot shits the Vinny, the Robo Vinny. I believe you're right. Yeah, because this, this fight, it's so bad, but they get the excuse of just like time jumping it forward. Yeah, when so, they start moving, and they would just fast forward for like a second. Yeah, and then stop and go normal, and then fast forward. So it's trying in a, a ham-fisted way to show you how time is moving fast. We even have Wendon who walks uh, onto the bridge, and he's got a new robot body. He's looking This great. one's pretty buff. This one is buff. He's like, you know what? I'm sick of being fucking stunningly stout. I want to be ripped as shit. And Karina's like, oof, that Vinny's really hit me hard. I'm going to be in the fucking toilet for a while. And so we're like, oh, she's got the Vinny shit. Don't no, no worry about it. No big deal. We go back to the fight in the hallway. It's the same fight. And since time is jumping, this fight has been happening for years. <laughs> and they, they're just so evenly strong that they can't kill each other. So this yeah. fight is just so killing all on. like Roscoe and Killjoy are doing is fixing robots in the background. <laughs> Bears are growing long. I love that I misspelled that. So when we go back to the hallway, beards are getting really long and gnarly. Jason's got a big old beard. The robots have beards. I don't know how they got hair. Yeah, oh my god! It's space it's, herpy has a beard. Yeah, uh, and and I thought I, it was a female. So and weird, this right? fight is so boring that Wendon just shows up <laughs> and he's just twiddling his thumbs and he's like, "Hey guys, good fight." Uh Jason, gotta speak to you real quick. Here's the thing. He. Uh, uh, what's her name? Karina is pregnant. 
It wasn't the it wasn't the mini shits. And it definitely wasn't me. If you catch my drift, I have no dick. Oh, so, I thought he was because he's gay. He's like looking at at he Jason's had a dick, robot body. Oh, but a robot could have a dick. We just learned earlier. Buford's got the biggest dick in the fucking room. Doesn't mean he's got organic sperm in him. Uh, that's true. I, I mean, I know. guess I don't know. I don't know what, how sex works in the future. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how sex works now. So. He goes to see the princess. She spat the baby out. She's like, here. Here it is. Baby projectile pisses into fucking his face, Jason's face. He was trying to claim it wasn't his, and then the baby pisses in his face. And he's like, I love pissing on people, so that's my kid. Clearly my kid. Looks down, sees that Percy is back now with his bow tie and everything. He was crushed earlier. He's back now. He wasn't crushed. He was just buried under the sand because he did get up. After okay, he got run so over. they because because he stepped. And remember, on, Roscoe is a genius at fixing. That's robots. a good point. So he stepped on the space herpy, and they're like, "Hey, you killed space herpy." So we've tied up that knot. <laughs> Thank God, I was worried. And uh, we have accepted that Jason is the father of this baby, but he just says, "Fuck it, I got no time for this." Well, they're in the middle of a fight. Yep. And now the fight is getting kind of serious. So they're, like, being cornered back into their ice storage. Right. Well, and, like, we're cutting back and forth all throughout. And then we see, like, J- like Jason Jr. is, like, a five-year-old in a little pirate outfit. And he's yeah. running around. They're, yeah, they're just cutting all over the ship. Nanny's a fucking skeleton, skeleton now. Yeah. Um, uh, Everybody's beards are longer. The women's hair is longer. Karina's got hair down to her ankles at this point. She's looking very old, whereas Jason just looks manlier than ever. Roscoe's got a big afro, looking like Jim Kelly. Yeah. And th- this is, yeah, we're th- finally, like, our crew starts dying. We see Zeno die. He was looking amazing. Well, he's, he's, he does the, I'm getting too old for this shit, and then dies. Yep. And we got all. No, who looked great it was Killjoy because he had the skullet going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he, just, and he gets stabbed and dies. And right, and it's just, all that's left is a uh, fucking Roscoe J- and Jason. And yeah, looking amazing. And then finally, I don't know why it took so long crashing through. And Zorn pops in. I thought that guy was already, like, 80, so he's, like, 3,000 years old at this point. At this point, they actually have old actors playing Jason and Roscoe instead of just the guys wearing, like, Wigs and shit. Okay. And then, uh, uh... He's got robots. Zorn comes on with robots, and the robots, of course, they don't age. I mean, they're shitty robots, probably, and they'll fall apart if they trip or something. But it's, they're descending on them. All hope appears to be lost. Karina comes in, and it's like... We're all dead. The ship is also spinning for some reason. Cause that's why. Right. Because I was wondering what was what Maida was doing. She was like at the helm, and she got into a fight, and the ship's spinning. That's right. They're uh, fighting outside and inside. That right. seems kind of uh, risky because your leader's on the ship. But whatever. So everything is looking all doom and gloom at this point. It looks like we're all gonna kiss our loved ones and say goodbye. When Jason's son, who happens to be named Jason, Junior, yeah. Swoops in on an ice block and fucking just collides with the robots and um, Zorn and holds up a sword and says, hey, we won. Yeah, it's a very weird anticlimactic ending to this movie. It's like, we won. And they're like, that's my boy. And then all of a sudden, the the picture starts flickering like strobe light. And they, you see them young, old, young, old, old, old. And then they're back in the fucking Back helm. on the bridge, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's fine again. And like, we made it through. And then, of course, because the audience is like, what the fuck? 
They're like, well, what happened to fucking Zorn? Oh, they were one coordinate off. So they're lost in time forever. Yeah. But we made it through. And, of course, when you enter, like I was trying to talk about earlier when we got into the weeds, when you enter, it just, like, saves your game. And then when you exit, it returns to that, but you're in this new location now. So the aging that happened in the time warp is just, it's in a parallel universe. You are that person. And then you go back to your universe where you're the same age, the exact time. Okay. But how did he get out and age? Because how I understand it, when you exit, you go back to the moment you entered. So that's what I don't get about Linky Nibs. Maybe it's different when you go from the seventh world to our world. That's the only thing that would make sense there. Okay. He did it in 20 seconds somehow when it took us 50 fucking hours to get through it. But whatever. They reveal. The big reveal, Murray. What's the big reveal? Is it supposed to be Earth? I think so. I think it's just a water planet. Okay. I don't know. Either way, it's the seventh world. And they're like, yay, we did it. Credits. Like, it was very abrupt. They were just like, even they were sick of this movie. They're just like, end it. Cut. We, we've already spent $9 million. We can't spend another another million. So they would take another million for like two minutes of epilogue. To, yeah. We didn't even get a scene where they're on the back of an ambulance with a, with a I'm pretty sure uh, what I read is that they were going to bring Steven Seagal in to explain the science of the time warp. I thought he was going to explain why we need to pres- preserve Conser- our water. Preserve our water. water. Yeah. I, think, I think some of that was peppered in there, too. Yeah. But l- logically, they cut that out. Thank yeah. you. I mean, it ended up getting picked back up and on deadly ground when he did the whole speech for 30 That's minutes. Only, that, was the, that was the only reason why he did on deadly ground was because, like, you need to hear this. You, that was a great speech. So, I mean, yeah, right. you had to get that out there. So. Now we're coming up, of course, on a really big monumental episode because it's, uh, it's our birthday episode, Murray. Right. And we always do huge movies on our birthday. Like we did, I think we did Veronica last year. Yes. And uh, like our hundredth episode, you know, we did Samurai Cop. You know, you got to do all the big ones on the big days. So there's no bigger day than our birthday. Yeah. So we picked a movie that's huge. Oh, so huge! Absolutely huge. That we had to. Well, it's it's kind of odd that we're actually picking this movie to celebrate because it's actually when you when you look deep down at it, it's a it's a tragic love story. It at, really is at its heart. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, but. You're, you're gonna, you people think we're crazy, and it's not. But when we when I explain, I have a theory on this movie. When I explain it, you're gonna be like, "Tim, you're so right. This is a tragic gay love story." I think there's definitely some people out there who don't believe it yet, but I think most people are on board. I, I'm just gonna put it out there. This movie inspired Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, and I don't know why it didn't get the Oscar. I agree. It was too subtle. You know, people like a Brokeback Mountain where it hits you over the head with it. Right. We like that subtle note. We can pay attention to details and everything. Right. We have that eye for it. This is a movie starring, I've always said, this is my, my guy when I was a kid, my favorite guy, everybody's favorite guy in the 80s, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the movie's called Commando. This is, um, I saw this when I was like eight or nine, blew my fucking mind. This made me obsessed with Arnold Schwarzenegger. A lot of things got blown in this movie. A lot of things got which blown. Which is why we, in honor of the true hero of this movie, when you, when you hear my explanation, you're going to go... Arnold Schwarzenegger is not the hero of this story. The hero of the story is Bennett. Yes. Which is why we, in uni- in uh, solidarity with Bennett, have grown mustaches specifically for this episode. And I can't wait to shave because I fucking hate having facial hair. <laughs> so that's how much I love this movie. But that's not all, Griff. It can't be all. 
What else is happening for this episode? Well, as we've been mentioning, we've been hinting at it. People have been hearing rumblings of the mustaches. Murray's growing a mustache. It's for Ben. Don't, just don't rub it on there. No, no ASMR this week. We've been talking about how there is very likely going to be a third body. A third mustache. A third mustache. Thank you. And a very muscular mustache. Me and Murray are wimps. Right. Well, compared to this guy, yeah. Yeah, especially compared to this guy. So uh, a dear friend of mine, Joe Coleman, it's gonna take it's gonna take all of, all of our powers combined, all of our mustaches combined to get through it. Mustache powers activate. Yeah, exactly. That's how we're gonna start that episode. So, we'll see you next week for our big birthday episode. Keep it warm.